الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنام سيدنا ونبينا وحبيب قلوبنا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما سيدي ومولاي أمير المؤمنين وقائد الغر المحجلين علي بن أبي طالب عليه الصلاة والسلام أما بعد السلام عليكم All praise to Allah the most merciful and compassionate 110 stands for Ya Ali and that is the exact number of organizations which have come together in collaboration with the second annual Imam Ali and Human Values Conference. This virtual conference was in part made possible by 20 organizations and a number of generous donors. Imam Ali Conference is proud to once more partner with Ahlul Bay TV taking our message to more than 98 countries around the world and the esteemed Universal Muslim Association of America. I would like to especially recognize our panelists and moderators. 64 of the community's finest scholars and leaders who accepted our humble invitation and enlightened our audience. However, none of this would have been possible without a dedicated team. 32 volunteers scattered across the world. A few of which spend the past four months working more than 12 hours a day we owe it to them. We owe this success to the small, yet mighty, resilient, tireless, and committed team who have not shown up on your screens for the past two days. May Allah bless them. I truly am thankful to them. And finally, thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. I firmly believe that you, the followers of the son of Abu Talib, are the most dedicated, loyal, generous, resilient, and steadfast followers. I am proud to say that you have astonished the entire world and within the course of history with your unquestionable and unlimited love for our master our champion, our guide, our pride, our hero, our king and glory, the commander of the faithful, the line of God and the line of God's messenger, Ali ibn Abi Talib, alayhi salatu wassalam. I am certain that with your support, we will be able to expand on our success annually. My dear brothers and sisters and elders, teachers, allow me to quickly remind you all 
of our theme from last year before we shed some light on this year's theme. Last year, our panelists all collectively spoke of reform, a much needed reform within our community, a reform which must come. And Imam Ali is the master of that change. And as, men as, and as mentioned last year, reform in our community is much needed, but especially in the following three areas. Number one, female participation. And we have made sure that we display female participation in the past two days. Number two, interfaith involvement. And this year, we were able to bring to you a message on human values from the highest ranks of leadership both in the Catholic Church and the Seminary of Qom. We were also graced by the presence of Muslim leaders from this different schools of thought and denominations. Number three, no prejudice, no discrimination. My dear friends, it is time for inclusivity. We at the Imam Ali conference look beyond that which divides us. That is why in the past two days, you have witnessed a display of all kinds of backgrounds being showcased at the conference. And this year, I want to leave you with three steps, which I believe are the greatest of virtues and will aid our community in displaying the human values that Islam calls upon. Number one, tolerance. Allow me, as I give you a brief rundown on the efforts put place behind the scenes. The 110 collaborations that you see today were only secured after contacting 900 organizations based in the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Pakistan, and India. A good number of individuals and organizations declined because they had an issue with a panelist or a partner from this year or last year's conference. And we were clearly told that if we were to remove this person or disassociate, you would get a sponsorship or a collaboration or possibly a financial endorsement. Well, we did not entertain that idea for a split second. Because our goal is not to please the people. Our goal is to please the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is by far the greatest lesson we can draw from the legacy of Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen. And Allah instructs us in the Holy Quran. Surat Al-Imran, chapter 3, 
verse 103. And hold on firm, united onto the rope which Allah has stretched out for you. And do not be divided. And within the tafasir, they tell us that that rope is the wilaya of Sayyidina wa Mawlana Amir al-Mu'mineen Aliyan alayhi salam. Hadith al-Thaqalain. Hadith al-Thaqalain reiterates what is being said in the ayah that I read on to you. Rasulullah says, Inni mukhallifun fikum al-Thaqalain. Kitab Allah wa'itqati al-bayti. Ma intamassiktum bihima lan tadillu ba'di abada. The holy household and the book of Allah go hand in hand. And that is how all Muslims must remain united. Therefore, we must be more tolerant. We must be able to tolerate each other's opinion. And that is how we can be true to the legacy of our Imam. Many times, over and over again, I was told this person is not fit to be involved with Imam Ali's name. This person does not represent Imam Ali. Who are we to determine that? Why must we find reasons to drive people away? Why not find reasons to include them? Kalimullah, Musa. It is said that one day he was out in the deserts and he saw a shepherd and this shepherd was speaking to God. So the shepherd said, you know, I wish you were here so that I can bathe you. I can take care of you. I can give you a foot massage. I can take the lice out of your hair. I would comb your beard. And Musa came to him and said, who are you speaking to? He said, I'm speaking to God. Moses said, how could you be speaking to God in this manner? You're a blasphemous man. God does not have a body. God does not have a beard. God does not have lice in his hair. You have to learn how to speak to God. And weeks passed. The archangel, Gabriel, comes to Moses and says, Moses, you have committed a crime. You have made a mistake. Moses says, what is my crime? What mistake have I made? And the archangel tells him that this man is no longer speaking to God and God misses his voice. We should teach people how to get closer to God, but we should never discourage them or shut the doors in their face. This is, some of us have this art of excommunicating people and shutting the doors in their face. The Prophet Ibrahim, you all know his story. When he fed a man for lunch and he told him after the lunch was over, thank God, glorify him, thank him, do a prayer. And, and the man said, I don't even know who God is. Who are you talking about? So the man, so Ibrahim says to him, if I knew that you are an atheist and you don't know God, I would never have fed you with me. And God sends the archangel Gabriel immediately 
Jibra'il, go and correct Ibrahim. Jibra'il comes and says, Ibrahim, Allah sends his regards to you and he says, Abraham, for 40 years, I took care of this man. I gave him breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, safety, security, tranquility, and I never even required him to remember me. You only gave him one lunch and you're so intolerant of him. Let us learn tolerance. Amir al-Mu'mineen was the most tolerant man. That is why I believe Amir al-Mu'mineen was born inside the Kaaba. God chose for this man to be inside the Kaaba for a reason. Because Imam Ali belongs to all just like the Kaaba belongs to all. Allah in the Holy Quran says, Inna the very first sacred home established in Bekka, which is the Kaaba, is a mean of guidance for all humanity. And Ali was born inside the Kaaba, and he's a mean of guidance for all humanity. And then Allah says, And whoever enters the Kaaba, the sacred mosque, should be safe. Not just physically, but safe from accusations, from being judged, for being driven away. Let us be more tolerant. Let us be more inclusive. Let us be more forgiving. Let us not only look at the faults of others. Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen, part of his legacy, he says, if we are busy judging ourselves, we will never get to judge others. And that is why you saw a display of a variety of backgrounds, whether it was a Catholic cardinal or an Ayatollah from Qom or a Sheikh or a Sayyid or a musician and an artist and a financial advisor. All walks of life, Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen belongs to all, belongs to you brothers and sisters and belongs to us the sinners as well. If you believe that you are sinless, we believe that Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib belongs to everyone. Let us not be so quick in judging others. Number two, let us show more compassion. This is again one of the greatest virtues of Islam and one of the greatest virtues of Amir al-Mu'mineen. He was known for his compassion. He was known for his mercy. I was speaking to a friend of mine and you may have heard of his ordeal. He's a physician based in Houston, Dr. Hassan Gokul, who was given permission to authorize the vaccines to individuals. And the vaccine was about to expire, so he did. And then he was questioned, and then he was laid off work. I'm not here to give you a history of his ordeal, and what you know on the news, but I'm here to speak of something else. He said to me that he found thousands upon thousands of emails and letters from all around the world. And the majority, a good number of them were Muslims, but the majority of them were non-Muslims. People that were sending him $8, $10, $20, or bigger amounts, saying this is all I have in savings. I want to make sure I share this with you so that you know that 
we are with you in solidarity. We share your pain. Take care of your attorneys and your family with this money. You did the right thing. You authorized vaccines to people. You shouldn't be discriminated against. Brothers, sisters, once we are able to show the compassionate face of the Ahlul Bayt, and they are the founders of virtues and merits, you will not find akhlaq like the akhlaq of the Ahlul Bayt elsewhere. But it is us who need to display this compassion with non-Muslims and with Muslims alike, with all humanity, in fact, even with animals, with plants, with this earth that we live in. And number three, let us make sure that the third, which was, I believe, dearest to the heart of Sayyidina wa Mawlana Amir al-Mu'mineen, and that is equality. Equal opportunities. There are people in our community and outside our community, because sometimes we only give importance to people within the four walls of what's called a masjid or a Husseiniya or an Imam Barga or a Jama'at. But we need to give importance to people who are also outside those four walls. There are people who are considered the voiceless. A community of voiceless people that live within our community. Who are those people? The single parents. Do not undermine their struggles. The converts. Those who are financially struggling, especially in times like this. The elderly. The divorcees. Those who are still single, especially the sisters in our community. But they have, they're successful in everything else that they do. But they're discriminated against just because they're yet not married. And many other groups that are considered the voiceless in our community. What would please Amir al-Mu'mineen is to be the voice for the voiceless. Is to aid the mazlumin. Let us not forget that we cannot conclude this conference without remembering the victims, the mazlumin of terrorism all around the world, especially in Yemen. As we sit at the comfort of our homes, there are kids in Yemen who do not have clean water to drink, who do not have food to eat, who do not have safety, and we have forgotten them. I cannot mention other countries just because of the severity of, of Yemen and because most of the Muslim countries are suffering. But let us make sure that we don't differentiate between Muslims and non-Muslims when it comes to injustice. Because Amir al-Mu'mineen, salawatullahi alayhi, when he speaks to his armed forces, he says, I've called upon you to protect the realm of Muslims. Why? Because news has reached me, Because news has reached me that the, the forces of the enemies have invaded some territory and they have gone on to disturb some Muslim women and others who are under the protection of Islam, Christians and Jews. So what does Imam Ali say? Imam Ali says if a mu'min, if a true believer dies out of sorrow and sadness, 
when he hears that a Muslim woman and a non-Muslim woman are under the protection of Islam, had seen injustice, had faced injustice. What kind of injustice? Rape and murder? No, I mean, what says they took away their jewelry. And they began to plead, why are you taking away from our jewelry? I say to him, oh, the commander of the faithful, oh, the lion of God, oh, the most just man or the embodiment of the justice of Islam and its human values. Wake up and see what is happening all around the world. All around us, we are surrounded by injustice, by tyranny. And that is why we ask Allah, the Almighty, the compassionate, the merciful, to hasten the reappearance of your grandson, to come back and to fill this earth with justice alongside the Messiah, Jesus the Son of Mary, to fill this earth with justice and peace and tranquility and equality and compassion after it's been filled with injustice and terror. Brothers and sisters, we had some glitches, we had some mistakes, we're still learning. I promise you, that we will keep on trying. And I want to leave you with this. This was all possible, first and foremost, by the grace of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by the intercession of the man himself, Mir al-Mu'mineen, salawatullahi wa salamu And I want to leave you with this. We are here because of your support, because of your generosity. And we will continue to be here because of the kindness that you have displayed in the past two days. May Allah bless you all. And Ya Ali Madi.